Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. with us next 20 years i'm sure i don't don't think so okay we'll get started yes sir we can get started all yours philip okay thank you very much um i'm going to begin with the uh to welcome and we're those of you come on i want to let you know that uh we will be having communion and so if you wouldn't mind, you can prepare with that. You can uh, get a glass of wine and bread, or you can get any kind of juice. Feel free. Um, and uh, I know that it'll be uh, uh, a real good time around the Lord's table a little bit later on. Our call to worship is Psalm 127 from the message. And I will lead you. And uh, thanks, Joel, for being the uh, <laughs> If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late. Don't you know? God enjoys giving rest to those he loves. Don't you see that children are God's greatest gift? How blessed are you, parents, when when you're whoever? are full of children and ask joel to lead us in the hymn to god be the glory i'm going to mute everyone philip when you come you can unmute yourself okay you want to do it this time All right, you all know this hymn very well, To God Be the Glory.
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate that. It, it's a, such a great piece. To God be the glory. Um, let us pray. And as we go to prayer, let's recognize that when we confess our sins, as we go into communion in just a few short minutes, uh, trust that each one of us will clear the decks of our lives and God will forgive us un unconditionally. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you today and we give you thanks for the week we've had. We thank you, Lord God, for answered prayer in terms of our teachers and our schools and all the children, Lord, in those schools. Continue to protect them. We give you thanks, Lord, for keeping us healthy. We ask, Lord, that today as we gather around your table that your healing presence will be felt as we uh, recognize you as the one who paid the full penalty for our sins and also gave us a covenant that we could come to you and ask for healing and you would heal us. Now, Lord, we ask that you would guide us in every part of the service because we know that your Holy Spirit is among us, even by Zoom. There's many more than two or three gathered together on this service and we ask, Lord, to bless each one. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his holy name.
at this time, we're going to ask Alicia to uh, play for us, and the Lord bless her as she does. Thank you so much, Alicia. I really appreciate you doing that. I know that it's uh, these times that we live in. Uh, I heard Ray Stevens singing uh, a uh, pandemic uh, a song this morning on, on Facebook. It was quite funny. Um, anyway, uh, this morning as we uh, think of the next generation, uh, The fact is that all of us are in a different generation. There are boomers here and millennials and generation X. What other ones are there? Um, and there's one before us, but we, uh, we boomers think we're the only ones, right? <laughs> but the fact is that the generation coming up are really the important ones. They really are, because what they have is they have a great deal of invested uh, time in their lives. They have lots of time left. We, on the other hand, who have white hair or gray hair, uh, <clears throat> or even uh, uh, the odd strand of gray, uh, we we're, uh, don't have a whole lot more time. But the children, oh, they have so much time. The teenagers, they young people that are starting out in the workforce, such as Alicia and many others, um, they have lots of time. And so it's good to see so many young people investing their, their selves and their beings um, for the Lord. They care. They care for others. They love people. And so this morning, I'm going to just um, uh, share with you one thought, and that is the thought that Jesus was so quick to say to his disciples who were kind of putting the children out of the way. You're in the way. Well, no, children are not in the way. 
And he looked at those children and he said, let them come to me and never forbid them. For that's what my kingdom is made up of. And then later on, of course, he says, unless you come to, Christ, to me as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, I trust that God will bless our children and continue to be with them. It's such an important thing to see children. Uh, it's always nice to, to see all the children that come to the, the Zoom service. And uh, thank you for coming. Um, this morning, uh, uh, so I want to pray for the children, and then we'll go on to the, to the uh, listening to God's word. Heavenly Father, thank you for our children. Keep them safe. Lord, may they know that you hold them right in the palm of your hand. You protect them. You put a shield around them. We pray, Lord, that the schools would know that it's Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who is protecting them and sustaining them from COVID-19. Now, Lord, we ask that you'd be with every part of the service. And Lord, most of all, that you'd bless our children. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to pray together as a people of God. And... Um, and uh, it's in your bulletin, and uh, uh, Joel has graciously put it on the on the uh, on the, the Zoom service. So here it is. Let us pray together. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you give us for service. We pray that you would help us to think about the possibilities there are in serving you. In Christ, we pray. Amen. I've asked uh, David Barr to uh, read the scriptures. There's only five verses, but they're powerful verses indeed. The parable, the parable of the two sons. Now, what do you think? There was once a man who had two sons, went to the elder one and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. I don't want to, he answered. But later, he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. Yes, sir, he answered, but he did not go. Which one of the two did what his father wanted? The elder one, they answered. So Jesus said to them, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John the Baptist came to you, showing you the right path to take, and you would not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. Even when you saw this, you did not later change your minds and believe him. Thank you. Well, I've entitled uh, my message, Okay, Boomers, and... Uh, Boomers, we've got some things to talk about today. We really do. Uh, I know we're not all boomers, as I said before, uh, but to qualify as a, bo a boomer, you have to be born between 1946 and 1965. And th that, that sure negates a good many of you today. Now, what do I mean by okay boomers? Well, Wikipedia, is a phrase, says it's a phrase used by younger people who dismiss attitudes attributed to baby boomer generation. 
So some young people use the phrase disrespectfully. For instance, if a, a boomer, an authority, asks a millennial to do something beneath them, they might respond, okay, boomer. Fortunately, that response has become, begun to fade because now there are other generations who are taking over. When I read this passage, though, and when David read it this morning, about the dad who had two sons, I am reminded that the two sons could have both responded, okay, Boomer, dad, but dad says to the first son, son, will you go and work in my vineyard today? And with defiance, he says, no way, I will not, I have plans. But later, the first son regretted what he'd done and went out to work in the fields. Second son, shortly after is approached by his dad and asked the same question, son, would you go into the field? And he said, I will, sir. However, his response, I think, and Jesus agrees, uh, has, regret, uh, has, a, has a problem. He was polite, but he never did what he promised. Jesus asks the question, which son did the will of his father? And of course, his, his followers responded, his first son, his oldest son. I really want to present to you the thought, and it won't take very long because I want to have time for communion. The thought of there's two types of people in the world. And certainly that reflects on the church. The first son's response was one of defiance. No, I won't go. I have plans. But later he regrets what he did, and he goes out into the field, gets his work clothes on, goes out into the field and works. As a matter of fact, it's a vineyard. A four-year-old child named Melissa had this thing called a, stomach, a stubborn streak. And one evening, her parents let her stay up late because being as young as she was, and let her watch, it was summer, of course, let her watch The Ten Commandments. I don't know how many of you have seen it, but it's an old movie. And in the movie, she heard God's name was, I am that I am. For days after she wandered around the house, after she wandered around the house announcing, I am not, what I am not, said it consistently five, six, seven times a day. I am not that I am not. And she declared it again and again and again for many days. Well, it reminds me of a competitive swimmer named uh, Spitz, Mark Spitz, who won seven gold medals in one year in 1972, and he held that record for 36 years until Michael Phillips broke that record with eight medals in one year. Anyway, uh, in his day, Olympic, uh, Olympic swimmers shaved their bodies, and they did that to minimize uh, resistance in the water. But a coach in, in his high school years, told him that he could never grow a mustache, so don't bother doing that. And um, so he was a, a rebellious kind of kid, 
and he did grow a mustache. It took a long time, but he finally had it and, uh, and went to the Olympics in that way. Uh, a Soviet coach went up to him and asked him if the mustache slowed him down and Spitz responded tongue in cheek, no, it actually deflects water from my mouth, which makes me faster. And the next year, Every male Russian swimmer had one. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's just plain old rebellion. But you know what? That's exactly what happened to the older son. Initially, his first response was defiance, but eventual obedience. You know, as I watched this, Jesus here was talking about what it would take to follow him, the price. And in that price was action. Action really is the name of the great game. When, when I was a young preacher, I used to sing a chorus. My congregation did too. And it was called, My House is Full, But My Fields Are Empty. It was something like this. My house is full, but my fields are empty. Who will go to work for me today? It seems my children all want to gather round my table. And so few want to work in my fields. Well, you know, the Good Samaritan was not good because he had good manners or studies, studied the lesson before the, sermon, the pastor preached it. Jesus pointed him as good because he saw the need and he jumped into action. The rich young ruler was moral but missed the kingdom because he was not willing to give up his possessions to follow Jesus. The man who built his house upon a rock was not praised because he had the right theology. He was praised because he heard Jesus speak and he listened. The rich man at whose gate Lazarus sat day in, day out, didn't abuse Lazarus. He might have even thrown him some crumbs, but he walked past that gate with Lazarus there every single day and did Nothing. You may say, I, I get it, Pastor. I'm supposed to work in the vineyard. I follow Jesus. I need to follow Jesus more closely, serve others as he did. My question is, where do we get the power to follow Jesus Christ so closely? And the power in response is simply to, um, to follow Jesus and live in a way that would give us opportunity to touch others. That comes from the Holy Spirit. Country singer, uh, Kenny Thomas, sings a song, and actually I think he wrote it. It's called Not Me. It's a lot like all, a lot of us. Volunteers are needed, the first verse says, for the kids on the baseball team. And every dad is thinking, this job of mine, I could never find the time not me. Two verses speak of a family of children. Second verse speaks of a family of children whose parents have died. Well, it reminds me of Shania Twain. 
you know that Shania Twain, both her parents died when she was only 19 years of age and there was a whole family that she had to take care of. I'm sure that she, she had a house because it was paid for, uh, but very little money and whatever money she had, she had to make. And so she sang in, in uh, establishments in her community. Businessman saw her and decided to ask her if she would sing Friday nights, Saturday nights and Sunday nights. And she did. And for that, he paid her two weeks salary in order for her to be able to bring up her brothers and sisters uh, to adulthood. And she took that seriously. Oh, she could have said, not me, my career as a singer has just started. I've got the whole, my whole life ahead of me. Needless to say, of course, everybody in the world knows of Shania Twain. They sing her music, they sing her words on her songs on an ongoing basis whenever a song of hers comes up. Well, the fact is that that song could have been Shania Twain's theme song. She stepped up to the plate and she did what many people would not have done. She took care of her family because she knew that their brothers and sisters had only her. But the, the course closes with this powerful endorsement. The world becomes a better place when someone stands and leads the way, steps forward when they'd rather say, not me, I just can't have find the time. Listen very carefully today to the voice of Christ. Maybe he's been asking you and, and I as well to do something in our neighborhood, in our family. Is it time to join our our older brothers and sisters who've gone on before us, they could have said, not me, I'm too busy. I have a big family, not me. I think I would encourage everybody today to put on our work clothes and go out in the vineyard and harvest the great harvest. Because Jesus said, the harvest is great, but the labors are few and so pray to the Lord of the harvest that they may go forth. In these days of COVID, I encourage you to seize the moment. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, today we ask you, Lord, to be with us as we gather around your table. We ask you to forgive our sins, to cleanse us from anything we've done wrong. Through Christ we pray, amen. Joel, would you like to, um, Lead us in 3,000 hills. These 1,000 hills, I should say. Yes, I will. So, um, so th this song is just a song that I, that I think is quite fitting for communion, so I'll, I'll uh, sing it, and I hope that the, uh, the words speak to you.
thousand hills roll ever on footprints of a mighty God they bring me to my knees in praise amazing love amazing Thank you, Joel. Um, we're going to go, this is the kind of more condensed version of the prayer of thanksgiving and then into the, the communion service. We recognize, of course, in our church that all people are invited to this table. Doesn't matter what denomination you may be, as long as you believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord, uh, you can be partaking of this. Let us pray. Holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Gracious God, we come to you. There are so many needs today, and I'm asking, Lord, that you would meet them, that you would touch the hearts and bodies of people who are sick or maybe unwell, we think of Bob's uh, brother, Paul. We ask you, Lord, to touch him. We think of the uh, Betty Banville family and the loss of, of Betty. We ask you, Lord, that you would be with her and be close to her. Lord, we think of the, those that have lost loved ones in the last few weeks, the Scots and the Stronics. We ask you, Lord, to... Um, to meet their need and be with them. We think of those that are sick. 
and ask Lord for in, in uh, for Michael. Lord, we thank you for her, for him, his life, and what you've been able to do. Lord, we also want to pray for those others who need your prayers. We think, Lord, of the uh, Crystal Bra Brady, Hazel, Cameron, Peter Garrett, Harvey Jackson, Joe Lyons, Sylvia Lynch, Fred Longmire. Lord, we think of Michael Nealon, Rob Patterson, Matthew Rue, Earl Sargent, Stan Sargent. We pray for Bill Sinclair, who's waiting for surgery at this time. And we ask, Lord, that you would take all of these lives, those in seniors' homes. We think of Judy and Isabel, Fran, Norma, Audrey, Eleanor, and Donna Tizik and Lori. Lord, we think of all of these. And there may be others, Lord. And as we bow our heads right now, we pray that you would meet them every one of them at their place of need, wherever they may be, that your Holy Spirit will visit them through the precious name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. We pray for our nation. We pray for our schools. We pray healing and restoration for all those who are sick. We pray for our government, Lord. Give them wisdom in, this, in these uncertain times. And now, Lord, we pray that you would answer our prayers. We know that each one has a prayer request that they want to bring to you, Lord. And in your mercy, O Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, I pray that you would not only hear our prayers, but answer us. Lord, we pray for Catherine today. We know that she's having a great deal of trouble with her arm and, and back, and we ask, Lord, that you touch her body. And everyone, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we want to also, Lord, bring these gifts to you on this bread and this wine. We thank you for it, for they are symbolic the very presence of Jesus Christ, the broken body and his shed blood. And we ask now that you would bless us as we participate wherever we may be, that we will receive these gifts as gifts from God. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, take eat. This is my body given for you. Do this remembering me. And in the same manner also he took the cup after they had supper saying this cup is the new covenant found in my blood for the forgiveness of the sins of many. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show forth the Lord's death until he returns. Let us receive the gift of bread symbolic representing the body of Christ. In the same manner also he took the cup, saying this cup is 
the new covenant found in my blood for the forgiveness of the sins of many, for the forgiveness of your sins and mine. Receive all of it, remembering him. Let us receive this gift from God. Gracious God, we are your children. And we ask now that these gifts would continually be remembered by us, your children. In Christ's name we ask it. Who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to remind you to uh, be faithful to your church. And uh, any gifts that you have predetermined to give, make sure that your church does get the opportunity to receive them. Um, as we close, I'm going to ask... Uh, Joel, to lead us in how great is our God.
and our God is great. And we can leave with that thought as we, uh, we uh, get everybody unmuted. Um, and I want to thank Joel and I want to thank Elaine and all those assistants you have, uh, Joel. You have quite a few. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you've come today and uh, now you have an opportunity to uh, say farewell to each other. Thanks, Alicia White, for having played on her flute. I just appreciate her gifting so much. Anyway, are they unmuted or not? Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are. Thank you.